0: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for monday april 13th 2020 i'm one of your hosts, blessing adioye jr and joining me is the tiktok superstar himself Tim Gettys. i'm
1: not g is the superstar i'm just there to help i'm just there to to lift her up where she belongs in tiktok superstardom
0: now tell me about the household household
1: over here's been a little
0: a little bored following following all of y'all on twitter has been an adventure because i think it was last week that cool greg tweeted uh Gia went up to him and was like, if you're in this house, you are TikToking, or something along those lines. Yeah, I can't remember the exact yeah. quote, but something along those lines, something with something that has the spirit of that. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I saw that you tweeted a TikTok from your TikTok
1: account. So there's some technicalities going on there. The the All point right. is it's for Gia. The point is it's on Gia's Gia's TikTok All and right. everything, but my phone has a better camera. We're still new to learning how TikTok works. And apparently if you record it with someone else's phone you can't save it and like put your own name. And our, my my name got watermarked. But if you notice, oh. if you click the link on the what I tweeted, it goes to her TikTok. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, cuz she's the one that actually posted it. I just recorded it. Gotcha. And it was fire. Now- it was fire. Okay. It was fire. It was fire, and I'm
0: I, I'm appreciating because I I did come across one of Gia's older TikToks. My older, I mean, probably like a week or she, two like ago.
1: A week or two ago, when yeah, she just gets she these moments the- where she's like, she literally just like throws on a, a house meeting and she's like, "Everybody here, gather around." Today's TikTok day. We're doing this. And all of us are like, God damn it, mom. Like, we don't <laughs> want to fucking do this weird thing. What
0: is What is the end goal? Is she, is she trying There's to go no viral? Goal. Or is this just no, like a, hey, no. we're just having fun kind she, of
1: thing. She's, she's just having fun with it. And it, it is fun until it's not. And she starts getting really bossy about it all. And then gets really stressed out when the perspective of the fucking wine glass isn't working. And it's three hours mm-hmm. later. And we're sitting there like, I I don't know if I'd rather Kevin be here or not. Because on one hand, he'd get it done faster. On the other hand, sure. it could be as fast as I want it to what be done. You, and do, it would be a lot louder. What do you want me to do? No, you're good now.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I love we Kevin figured it out. <laughs> Kevin is like is like Beetlejuice, where you just if you just say his name, you don't have to say it three times. You say it once. Kevin's like, what? What did you do me before? What can do it. What can I fix? What can I fix? Remember Beetlejuice? The ghost could do weird things like stretch. Oh my god! Oh no! So, audio listeners, Kevin has obtained new powers. Great. He's figured out how to stretch, and so now we're gonna <sighs> see his his face and glorious. Can I stretch out? Stretch it out.
1: That's oh, always the, no. <laughs> there. We go. There so we go. Fact, there
0: we go. You hold
2: shift to stretch, and for some reason, I just instinctively knew press control and click onto something to fix it. Crazy,
1: Kevin Koala, Thank you, Kevin, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Plus, i going through.
1: Before we get into all the game stuff, I, I want to say I'm, I'm going through a bit of an issue. Oh, what's I this? think I think my hair has finally hit a point that it is just untenable. Like oh, I no. cannot style it how I, I like to style it. It's just mm-hmm. too heavy. There's there's too much. Oh wow. There's oh too much. Oh wow. Tim,
2: that looks pretty yeah. cool.
1: So I, I don't yeah, know. i, feel like you're I I'm the worried. right
2: now Tim, have you th- <laughs> considered, like, just spraying what you have there? What does that mean? Spraying what you have there. This this little plume of hair that you have above your yeah. head. Also spraying
0: Tim, that. Just are you up. seeing Kevin right now?
1: Yeah. Just spray oh, yeah. it
0: up.
2: If you look at the screen at an angle, you can
0: see me. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Kevin is chaotic on a Monday. Are you too scared to give Gia the scissors? Did you just I, have her, like hack yeah, like, I am. Oh, She's going to fuck it out.
1: But I think I have to. And I, I think know. that might go down tonight.
0: Wait, mm-hmm.
2: you know what you haven't done in a long time? And granted, I don't like it. So I'm actually against it. But
1: I mean, let's have this conversation. Why not shave it off? That's an option. I, I just know. I like my hair. You Plus, the, you the, you a weird good show. things i have going for me you know and now yeah. it's it's kind of going too far Tim, how's your weekend it was a good weekend man um we did, did the fucking tiktoks and did that stuff uh they're yeah. watching a lot of movies for in review and and whatnot so yeah it's been it's been fun man who wants to be millionaires movie? back on tv i watched wait that. is it really it is man a special oh. season yeah oh. jimmy kimmel now, hosting
0: it, it. it. Is this like a was I'm guessing this is pre recorded, it's not like a no. work home.
1: No, oh. it's uh they're going in the studio, but they're all six feet apart and there's no audience. And it's not oh. weird, actually. It's pretty pretty cool.
0: That's pretty dope. That actually mm-hmm. sounds really cool. I didn't know that was happening. You uh you playing any more of that Final Fantasy Seven?
1: So here's my thing. I've popped back into – I'm so jealous that everyone else is getting to play this game for the first fucking time. And I know yeah. it was just a week ago that I got to, but now I'm like, oh, I want to be part of this. And, like, all my friends are fucking playing it, and I'm, they're just, like, texting me nonstop, and I'm so jealous. So I keep popping back in, but I made a, a pretty critical error um, jumping into a super late chapter on hard mode um, to mm-hmm. do with some of the side quests and stuff. And it's very hard because it's yeah. on hard mode, and I haven't done the rest of the game on hard. So I'm, I'm jumping into, like, chapter 14. Um, oh and now, yeah that's a long chapter and i'm like halfway through it now but i'm realizing i don't know if i can beat it on hard so now it's this weird yeah. like push and pull of how much time do i waste attempting to get through it all or do i just you know call it a loss and then start over from the beginning i think i might have to do that but i just want to waste the time bless
0: no i feel you i definitely feel you i i've done the thing now where i have i've wasted time playing final face final Fantasy 7 remake because i've been going back in doing all the missed side quests uh, that I didn't do originally originally on my playthrough because I was like, Are trying you doing them
1: on, on hard or not on no, hard?
0: No, I'm doing them on normal, but it's one of those things where I've been realizing that the game could do a lot better in terms of telling you certain information because I remember you said earlier that the game doesn't register what you do in a chapter, like post-beating the game, it doesn't register what you do in a chapter until you actually beat that chapter. Mm -hmm. and so i've been making it a thing to actually finish all the chapters after i do all the side quests or as i'm doing all the side quests but then i'll like i got i went to i went to one of the chapters that have side quests in them and when i opened up my ui the thing didn't say like it didn't have the side quests in the menu Mm -hmm. because i hadn't gotten there yet so i was like oh maybe this chapter doesn't have side quests and so after i had spent like an hour in that chapter already hopped out went to another chapter Opened up the UI, saw that that chapter did have side quests, and I was like, sweet, I just wasted time. And yeah. I've, I've played chapter, I wanna say nine, maybe like three or four times at this point. Yeah, it's unfortunate,
1: but man. The post games yeah, of nice. this game is just, it's not ideal. It's and I'll not. say that much. Imran Platinum did though. Yeah, like,
0: insane. 90 hours or something like that, which I don't know how you do within the, within like two weeks, but he made it happen.
1: He did, man. I, I'm super proud of him, man, because that some of that stuff gets real hard towards the end of the, the, the hard mode stuff, but mm. yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of crossing my fingers for DLC. Like I'm hoping oh, yeah. that we get a couple like big meaty chunks of DLC, even if it is just like a Coliseum, a face off against bigger, stronger monsters.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, it couldn't be like story DLC it would have to be like Coliseum stuff or fighting stuff, which yeah. I'd be down for. I be I'd be, I'd be down. totally down
1: for or some weird alt reality stuff or whatever. Like if it was just like a, here's some shit that clearly didn't happen, but
0: mm-hmm. you know, yeah it's fucking weird.: Let's make Barrett the main character. Something yeah like that exactly. Barrett's, Barrett's quest. Yeah. That's so we're going to continue talking about Final Fantasy 7 today because Good. today's stories include an RE4 remake TBD, RE3 remake shipping 2M, and FF7 remake FTW because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live like right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Thank you. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show now stop for some housekeeping we have cool friends featuring Genevieve Saint-Ange or should I say Genevieve Saint-Ange is live right after this. You can watch that on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash funny, or you can listen later, later on the We Have Cool Friends podcast feed. That's going to be Greg interviewing uh, Jen, I believe. It might be Nick. It might no, be it's Nick, Greg. It's, it's Greg? Okay. It's well, Greg. As far
1: as I know, it's Greg.
0: It'd be I, funny I if it was it, Nick, I though. I believe it's
2: Greg. And also, her it's name probably is Greg. Uh, Genevieve Saint-Ange
0: Miller. Jean-Vivien Saint-Ange Miller.
2: Is that right? We. Oui.
0: We, we, we. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Mohammed, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by hymns and quip, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs>
2: it's
0: time for some news. We have five stories today. Uh Baker's Dozen! <laughs> Starting with number one. Is Resident Evil 4 Remake happening? I'm pulling this from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle, who writes, Capcom has greenlit a Resident Evil 4 Remake. Following its reimaginings of Resident Evil 2 and 3, multiple development sources have told VGC that the Resident Evil 4 Remake has now entered full production with an estimated release window of 2022. Development is being led by Osaka-based M2, the new studio founded by former Platinum Games head Tatsuya Minami, which has been preparing for the project since 2018. However, similar to 2020's Resident Evil 3 uh, was directed by company Redworks, Capcom's internal teams and other external studios are likely to lend significant development resources. And then an update to the article, more alleged details have emerged on Capcom's Resident Evil 4 remake project, including claims it will be co-developed by parts of RE2, of the RE2 and, and Devil May Cry 5 team. The article Ooh. continues, It's understood that the remake has the blessing of original game director Shinji Mikami, who officially declined an approach to lead the lead the project himself, but has provided informal advice on its direction. The studio helming the remake has been in operation since 2018 and is comprised of many former Platinum and Capcom employees. According to info provided by reliable insider Dusk Gollum and verified by VGC, Resident Evil 8 will release on current and next-gen consoles in 2021, like Resident Evil 7, the 20 the 2021 game will feature a first-person perspective and returning protagonist Ethan Winters.
1: Tim, are you ready for Resident Evil 4 remake? I, I don't know that I am, but I'm excited for this. I'm a little shocked that they're jumping straight to four because I, you know, uh, Code Veronica, I feel like would have been uh, the more logical next step in terms of the stories they've been building with uh the remakes but i i am very excited that it seems like we're about to be getting annualized resident evil to hopefully the quality of the last three that we got in the form of seven two and three mm-hmm. um i i got a lot of shit in in the comments for our review of resident evil 3 because it sounded like i was contradicting myself because i was saying that like this game is really short um and i want more of it but i don't want more. Uh, in this game. And what I meant by that was like, I want this type of experience once a year. I'm happy with that. I didn't need more padding and more things just to make the game longer and feel like it was a beefier experience. Resident Evil 3 was what it was. The bigger question there for me is, is it worth $60? And I think that that is a, a more important conversation than um, is the game quality. I think the game's very high quality. It's just, you know, a short experience.
0: Yeah, and I I think for me, when we talk about the annualization of Resident Evil, that does... RE3, to me, is kind of a red flag, because, like you said, the game is quality. Like, the game looks beautiful. The game runs well, for the most part, even though I think it has issues on Xbox One, if I recall correctly. They Um, seem to
1: be fixed now, through patches. They
0: seem to be fixed now. But my main issue with Resident Evil 3 was it didn't really seem like a step forward from Resident Evil 2. Like, it seemed it seemed almost like it took the same template of resident evil 2 in terms of the what the jump scares were what the puzzle solutions were what the weapons you were getting were what um like the like it it seemed like it it was resident evil 2 remixed as opposed to feeling like a a new game or something that felt like a step forward like the main thing that felt different was the characters and the story which were cool but if i'm gonna get more of that then i kind of wouldn't want it to be annualized that's kind of where i stand that said uh knowing that resident evil 4 is a beloved game and knowing how different resident evil 4 is from resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 like resident evil 4 you're not even fighting zombies really you're fighting villagers uh that are like in a cult i believe or are gone crazy mm-hmm. um and you have like a new new character like what's his name uh, you're
1: leon from Two.
0: Oh, leon's from two
1: Right. Yeah, so I the main character two. from RE two, you're playing as in uh, four.
0: I somehow never put that together. <laughs> <But> that <laughs> really? Yeah, because yeah, like I mean,
1: I'm you playing, haven't played four, right? Or at least you've yeah, gotten well, all the way through.
0: I hadn't played four all the way through, so I kind of I like yeah, I kind of escaped from my memory. But well, okay, so but yeah. th- that's
1: my thing here is like I feel like um, and and again, I, I know that it might not be the most popular thing, but I, this goes back to me when uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy came out. Like I was even saying then, I'd be down for that every year, and I feel like even when that came out, a lot of people were already burned out on Uncharted. It was so mm-hmm. soon after four that people were kind of like, ah, like take some time off. We don't need this this much. But it's like I like these like kind of popcorn flick uh, gaming experiences like on that are on a triple A level where it. I'm OK with it being shorter. If it is as action packed and thrilling as a blockbuster movie is for me to watch and I'd be OK watching an MCU movie every four months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I'd love an Uncharted game every year that is, you know, it doesn't need to be 16 hours. It could be seven hours, and I'd be fine with that. Um, Resident yeah. Evil, I do think, is a little bit different because we're talking about even shorter times than that. Um, but that's because it's being remade off of super old games. At what point does that kind of break the trend and break the mold? Because we have RE8 next year. So I think that could be interesting. But I think that they've been building this world of refamiliarizing, or familiarizing for the first time people with the characters of claire and leon and jill Mm -hmm. and they made changes in in three that i'm excited for where jill's character is different and seems to be going a different direction than where the franchise has previously taken her and i'm excited to see where they go with the franchise because i think that they could eventually make a sequel that feels more like what you are kind of describing wanting RE3 to be, but I don't think it ever could have been because at the end of the day was a remake of a game that isn't the most beloved, right? Mm -hmm. But take those characters, take the elements that work and create a new game in that vein, in that style. I'm excited for that, but I do think we're a couple years away from that. Resident Evil 4 is crazy to me because that's the big dog. That's a game that some people uh, hail as their favorite game of all time, the best game of all time. So it's a it's a big big thing to to remake that, but all the names that they're listing here seem to be the right calls. Like approaching Mikami and he doesn't want to be a part of it or doesn't want to head it, but at least they did that. That's the right call. Him yeah. kind of consulting on it. That's the right call. This uh, M2 group, I imagine that they're going to be putting out some really high quality stuff uh, given their pedigree. And add on top of that, people working on it from R- the RE2 and Devil May Cry 5 team aka two of my favorite games last year like i think that they are the right team to be making this project and i think that we've gotten proof in the last two years whether it's the resident evil games or final fantasy 7 that remakes can really really work even for fantastic oh games. Yeah.
0: yeah and that is that's the one thing i'm kind of holding on to for re4 is the fact that like RE, RE2 and RE3 are quality games. Uh and RE4, it being so beloved and it being it being a game that I know people have like a lot of mixed feelings on whether or not it's aged well or not. I'm definitely in the cap in the camp that like I don't think that game is aged well as somebody who who, who came to that game late. Like I found that game hard to control in many ways that game. And I I think there are I think there are many things you can do to make that game uh I guess pop in 2020 or 2022, when this game is supposedly going to come out, right? Like you, I, you can you can make better graphics for it. You can uh you can make it control similarly to RE2 and RE3 remake, right? Which would probably be a step up. Or, or even if you want to make it like that, but even make it more action focused. Since I know RE4 was more actiony than the previous games, like you can go with that. You can make the world feel feel bigger. Like that's what I want from an RE4 remake. Is is way more than what we got from RE3, which I don't like that's like my main concern is like how like what is it what does this this look like scope wise cuz i do want them to go all the way like i want them to really make this game feel fresh and new in the way that playing re2 remake for the first time that game felt fresh and new um and i think like re4 remake coming 2 years after re3 remake re3 it's remake good. as opposed to a, a year after is good right they are making an uh, or it seems like they are making RE, re8 for next year But you imagine that like, yeah, RE8, that coming off of that being more of a sequel to RE7 than being associated with these RE remakes really like makes it feel different enough to where you can have time with RE4 remake and make that its own thing and make it feel more fresh and more new
1: and more uh, bigger scope wise. Yeah, man, it's going to be interesting because I feel that uh, Resident Evil 4 is one of those things you were saying that people are split. I I think that you are. Uh, the only person I've ever heard be not in love really? with re four. I'm not I've saying that people don't people. exist. I just oh, haven't yeah. talked to them. You're the first yeah. person that like, I just. I don't think there's like a big divide there, and obviously older games are, are a little bit different. But mm-hmm. I would say I that the majority really cool. of people would say Resident Evil Four holds up. Um, I
0: I I don't know if that's true.
1: Really, majority. Yeah. All I'm saying is I, majority.
0: I mean, I've seen I've seen multiple people, and I, I think it's a thing of if you played RE4 at the time coming back to it is probably way easier. Mm-hmm. But I think if you came to... I, anybody who I've seen that has come to re 4 way after the fact has been on the... I've seen those people be on the side of like, this game doesn't hold up. Like, this game is hard to control. This game feels old. The tank controls don't feel good. Like, the not being able to move while shooting doesn't feel good. See, I'd be that, curious to you put out a poll. That's poli- the thing
1: that I'm interested in the remake because so much of what you just said is part of the experience and the atmosphere of that game and making it easier to control action-wise, I feel, takes away from the point of that game and I feel like with Resident Evil 2 that was the case as well but they made up for that by making it feel even more claustrophobic and really focusing on the hallways and camera angles and, and that type of experience and I think it's a much more daunting task to figure out what elements are the core of the RE4 experience that you can expand on in a modern way that doesn't alienate one group or the other whether it's new players or RE4 lovers and I think that final fantasy seven is an interesting um example of for the most part and i'm not talking about story beats i'm talking about gameplay wise when people were talking about remaking it so many people were up in arms like how are you going to not have it be turn-based like this is not a remake of the game and mm-hmm. they were always talking about it's a re- reimagining they're trying to do things differently but i think that at the end of the day when the game's out now i think that it really is a faithful um transition of the ideas from Final Fantasy 7 just battle mechanics wise modernized into a way that feels a bit more you know yeah like it translates well for,
0: yeah and i want like that harder, for r4 so, Frank Furter writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like you can, and says, Good morning, blessing, and Tim. him. Resident Evil 4 looks like it's it's next up for the remake treatment, according to rumors and leaks from this weekend. This one, though, is scheduled for a 2022 release. I have a few questions in regard to this topic. One, is Resident Evil going to release games yearly going forward with RE2 last year, RE3 this year, RE8 next year, and and 4 in 2022? two will RE4 remake if released in 2022 be on both current and next gen consoles or just next gen and then three is giving the developer until 2022 to work on RE4 which seems like more time than the other remakes due to capcom wanting to release 8 in between remake releases or is it because they need more time to make sure they nail down the, they nail the game down so they don't have a lynch mob after them if it turns bad uh thanks for all you do frank ferter tim you're the RE RE expert in the room um- well, what starting at number,
1: starting at number three, I think that yeah, they know that RE4 is it's the big one. It's it's the one that they more than anything can't fuck up. And you know, before this, I would even say it was RE2. Uh, it was a very lofty thing for them to say they were going to remake the RE2 with the infamous "We Do It" T-shirt. Um, but for that to actually come into reality and be an amazing project that people love. Um, I think that, that shows that it's in very capable hands. I do think that they know that those capable hands need to really make some magic and not fuck up RE4 because that is... They have such goodwill right now with RE. Even with 3 right now kind of like being a bit little less like hot than 2 was, like it's, it's not a, a misstep. And I think that uh, Resident Evil's had so many missteps in its decades of existence that they don't mm-hmm. want to lose that momentum. And I think that they know that leading into 4 needs to be something special i do think that um that's why that it's coming out later i also imagine that there might be a little bit of strategy in putting eight out um before we keep going down this remake line i think that's for a couple different reasons one i think that uh you know we got it's been a while since we got a new resident evil game so since seven so you know it's a due time for eight to come but i'm also interested in seeing what if with all the rumors of resident evil eight being called resident evil village with the eight kind of highlighted, have you seen this? No. The V I I in Village.
0: Oh, like, that'd so that's be smart. Like, that's yeah. what the
1: rumors are right now, and that it's going to be like pretty different than other uh, Resident Evil games. Like Village. What's the last time we've heard Village and Resident Evil together? Resident Evil Four, right? Yeah. Like it, they, it'd be interesting if they kind of like build some elements that uh, players that are playing Eight and Four for the first time year after year, there's some type of cohesion storytelling wise, right? That could be mm-hmm. cool. For sure. And then what about
0: in regards to the game coming out for both uh current gen and next gen? Or do you th- uh, do you think it'll probably be next gen exclusive? RE4 possibly? will be
1: next gen. Pure next gen. Um mm-hmm. RE
0: I know the story mentioned RE eight being cross gen. Yeah, um, I think that which that's, I'm inclined a, to believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Um oh yeah Kev, thank you for bringing that up. Um Again, total just bullshit-ass mock-up stuff, but yeah. that's what the But so that the makes rumors, sense. If, if it was called
0: Resident Evil Village, that would for sure be, be the treatment they got. Because Resident Evil
1: 7 did the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was RE7? So. Was, was, was that... Um...
1: Biohazard. And then the, the the same thing. Kev, can you look up RE7's logo?
0: <laughs> yeah, because I remember seeing that at E3 and being like, oh, these clever These clever and ducks. These, look what they did little, here. Yeah, look
1: at them. <laughs> look at um, them. Look at them. And then the, the first question, is Resident Evil going to release games annually going forward? I don't think so. I just think that, that we got lucky here. Um, oh, yeah. It was just an evil. I mean...
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the evil. That makes sense. Um, but, like, I mean, what? Since 2017 it has been annual. And if these rumors are true, that's, like, five years of Well, no, it's, Resident it, Evil.
1: No, not since 2017. Uh, since 2018, right? Oh, well... Wait, well, yeah, well Resident Evil yeah. 7
0: came out in... No, just since 20...
1: 2018. No, it didn't. Oh monster hunter world came out that year
0: that's what it was so, there, so re7 was came off. out 2017 took a year off and then re2 remake then re3 remake okay, yes cool
1: 19 and then 20 yeah so i mean it's still we're we're definitely getting a lot of resident evil uh main core mm-hmm. resident evil like for so long we were just getting the revelations games which were spinoffs and um you know spinoffs kind of in the way kingdom hearts have spinoffs where they are core games. Like, they are real Resident Evil games, and there's real character development and storylines happening. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just don't think – I wouldn't be surprised if in 2023 we don't get a new one. And, again, them jumping to RE4, skipping uh, re-remaking 1, remaking 0, remaking uh, Code Veronica, I think that th- there's there's a plan, man. And I, I really think that there's a reason that they're not calling these Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's just Resident Evil 2. They're building a new canon here.
0: Yeah, I think I think they have an interesting opportunity though. Like I in terms of the annualization thing, like I'm with you that I'm not ne- I'm not uh in the place where where I'm like 100% where like where, where we're 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 going to see a Resident Evil in 2023, but like I think in terms of where Resident Evil is at and the history of Resident Evil, like, you know, you may, you brought up Code Veronica towards the beginning of this conversation, right? Like that's an option for them. I know there I know there are like spin-offs and in multiplayer games that that they could they could um they could go for i know like multiplayer well, was, not. you know you yeah, know like a thing that has a not the greatest of histories um from what i've seen but like you know maybe they do do like a uh, um what's the thing that what's the multiplayer mode called in re3 resistance it, like um resistance yeah like they could maybe do resistance 2 in 2023 like I'm they could fight that you know they, what they i'd find rather ways
1: dude give me Musa. Give me dialysis, oh, yeah. like remake some similar games, but I don't know. Resident Evil is such a household brand, and I think that uh, you know it's, it's it's more popular than ever now, as we're about to get to in the next couple stories.
0: For sure, let's get to that next story. Number two, Resident Evil Three remake ships two million in five days. I'm pulling this from Brendan Sinclair at GI at GamesReview.biz. Uh, the Resident Evil 3 remake shipped more than 2 million copies in its first five days after release, Capcom announced today. The publisher said nearly half of the Xbox One, PS4, and PC game sales have come digitally. The reimagined Resident Evil 3 is off to a slower start than last year's Resident Evil 2 remake, which shipped 3 million within its first five days on sale. However, the difference in launch shipments between the two games nearly replicates the sales ratio between their original PlayStation inspirations. 1998's Resident Evil 2 cumulatively sold... 4.96 million copies, while 1999's Resident Evil three three Nemesis sold a total of 3.5 million units. The Resident Evil two remake has now shipped more than 6.5 million units. Tim, crazy
1: man, those numbers are insane. Like it's it's crazy that they're it's again more popular than ever. Like they're they're really hitting, and um, these numbers keep in mind during the coronavirus times. Like yeah, that and the the 50 digital. That's interesting. You know, like that's. That's a big percentage and they're talking about it. I feel like a lot of times, uh, you know, publishers kind of stay away from really getting into the nitty gritty of the physical versus digital for a variety of reasons. One of which being the, you know, trying to placate and keep the physical media places happy. um, The brick and mortar stores and, you know, even Amazon and things like that, that are are physical delivery platforms. Um, But this, it, there's a shift occurring sh- oh yeah. it's been happening for the last 10 years and um i think that the events that are happening right now are, are gonna just push that along even more um do you, I, do you I, think I, do you think things stay thing like stay like this in terms
0: of what the digital sales are versus physical sales for games because right now knows. we are seeing digital sales going up do you think that then makes people go like oh why have i been buying physical this yeah. whole time when it's just so much easier to just buy digital
1: Yeah, man, it's not going to be a overnight switch of everybody doing it. But I do think that this is it's a it's another nail in the coffin for physical media where it's just one more push of it's an education process. Once people realize what they can be doing, they're going to be totally fine with it. I remember when I was scared to use Uber just because I was like, oh, it's an app. I I pulled a full Andy Cortez where Mm. it's like, Oh, there's this thing that everyone talks about being really easy to do, but i don't I've never done it, so I don't know, and I feel like it's the same thing with digital media where it's like, oh, I need to like make an account do all this stuff, whatever, but then it's like once you do it and you're like, I can just get games without leaving my house I can just preload pre order pre it's just there, and the moment it's available, it's ready. I don't need to wait for shipping, don't need to go to a store or whatever. I think that is gonna get a lot of uh people that haven't used this service before using it um but it's going to be real interesting to see like how many games keep coming out this year. Like I know last week at the end of the week, Cyberpunk reiterated that they are going to hit the date. That's
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know I, I I believe them at this point. Anything can change, but you know we have Resident Evil Three, we have Final Fantasy Seven. Are we going to get a major game until Cyberpunk? Does Avengers get delayed again? Mm-hmm. I don't the know. The big one
0: for me is still like Ghost of Tsushima. Like that one. That's one that yeah. I'm. I'm on the side of that is probably going to get delayed, but the closer and closer we get to it and the more and more I think about it and the more and more, the more and more I think about the fact that they just didn't, they didn't just, or they just didn't lump in Ghost of Tsushima with the Iron Man VR and and last was delay. makes me think that like, maybe this one's maybe, maybe, maybe they're seeing something different in terms of like, maybe they, maybe they would be fine with a digital only release. I don't know. But my
1: thing is, I think the fact that they very clearly with the Iron Man and, uh, last of us news said, stay tuned. More things might happen. I think Oh, is yeah. them very clearly saying ghost of Tsushima is probably going to get delayed. It would be crazy for them to take that hit um on a project that big, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like it's make or break for sucker punch, but I do think that it's, you know, the, the make or break of them being seen and regarded as top tier Sony talent in the way that gorilla rose with horizon, you know,
0: for sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> excuse me but yeah i i think when i think of what iron man vr and last of us specifically right last of us 2 is going to be playstation's biggest game of this generation one of the biggest games of this generation um iron man vr it being it it as a physical product i think is is pretty important because that is meant to sell vr units and if people can't go to the store and pick up vr or try it out or do all these different things then like it's like what's the point of even putting putting this game out mm-hmm. right now Whereas Ghost of Tsushima, I don't see being as like it's going to be a a, a huge game for sure, but I don't think it's going to be Last of Us or God of War, Spider Man level. And so I don't, I, I wonder how that then plays into that whole conversation of them being like, all right, Last of Us and Iron Man VR, we're de- we're doing these games indefinitely. We're not even going to put a year on these. We're just saying indefinite because we don't want to we we don't want to make any commitments when we're when everything's up in the air right now. For Ghost of Tsushima, like I'm like. I'm I'm with you on 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 everything you had to say about it as, as far as it being like it's still being a big game as far as them opening up the door or leaving that door open and saying like yeah things could still change with our upcoming titles but I still do wonder if if there's something different about Ghost of Tsushima in terms of how uh how they're how they're treating it right now and and how it could, the ways in which it could it could still come out. That yeah. can keep it from being delayed, but I mean, my thing is, I, I think you're
1: right. I I, I don't think it's going to be Last of Us, God of War, Spider Man levels, but I do think that their goal is for it to be Horizon levels. Oh yeah, you know, I can see that. For and, sure. like, and and it's like that, and even then, like looking at the numbers, it's like Horizon is very, very, very popular. It's a, it, it's also crossed ten million. Oh yeah. So, yeah. like that's that's a mega hit, and like. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what the PlayStation first parties have done.
0: Let's let's keep on this same uh, sales train, Tim. Story mm. number three: That Final Fantasy VII remake really do be selling in the UK. I'm pulling this from <laughs> for Drain at GamesIndustry.biz. <laughs> also, shout out to GamesIndustry.biz. I got a lot of my stories today from them, and so shout out to them for for uh, keeping us informed. Final Fantasy VII Remake was the best-selling box game in the UK last week. The anticipated RPG sold half of the last major game in the franchise, Final Fantasy XV, which arrived at the start of December in 2016. Final Fantasy VII Remake has suffered from severe distribution challenges caused by the coronavirus crisis, with physical game sales with physical game stores closed throughout the UK due to a uh, due to a government-imposed lockdown. It's also ill-advised to compare sales for a game released in April with one launched during the Christmas sales window. The Square Enix title did manage to sell double the launch sales of last week's classic PlayStation remake, Capcom's Resident Evil Three. Although high high street shops are closed, the number of boxed video game video games grew again last week by two percent. Since the start of the lockdown in the UK, over 1 million boxed copies have been sold, and if you include the week before, which featured the launch of Animal Crossing New Horizon on Nintendo Switch, that number jumps to 1.5 million. These are, these are the sorts of sales figures you would, expect, you, you would typically expect to see in the build-up to Christmas. The number of physical games sold in the UK so far this year is up by, by over three, 3% year-on-year, year, a drastic change from just a few weeks ago by more than 20%. And then, Tim, I have the, the top 10 game sales for the week ending in April 11th in the UK. This comes from GFK. At number 10 is The Last of Us Remastered. Number nine, Grand Theft Auto V. Number eight, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. At number seven, Resident Evil 3. And number six, Forza Horizon 4. And number five, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And number four, FIFA 20. At number three, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And at number one, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Tim, does all yes. that sit well with you?
1: Yes, so uh, a bunch of interesting things to to look at here. So this is obviously just the, the UK numbers, mm. um, but from that, we can kind of extrapolate it. They're saying that uh, it sold double what RE3 did. And granted, these numbers aren't one for one because it is just UK. Yeah. Uh, but going back to it, we know that worldwide, RE3 sold 2 million based on the last story we just did. Yep. So if those numbers were consistent... We'd be talking about 4 million copies sold.
0: Yeah, in that's that range, yeah.
1: Baller amounts yeah, of, that's uh, of copies. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 to date, and this is a, from a couple years ago, so we don't know the, the actual numbers, but uh, we're looking at about 9 million copies sold. today. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, pretty, that's pretty good um, yeah. for a game that's only been out uh, for a couple days, let alone only on PlayStation that's the other final fantasy 15 multi-plat so these numbers to me sound really good all things considered
0: yeah all things considered take all those things you just said also pandemic in the midst and so it's hard to get games physically like with everything going on right now, i think those are really excellent sales numbers and i'm curious to see like however many years from now what the what the sales end up being compared to final fantasy 15 because you imagine this game is gonna outsell final fantasy 15
1: right yeah man i mean hold on give me one sec um looking at an article that was posted December 2019. So not long ago, um, we're looking at the sales charts for the mainline Final Fantasy games. Uh Final Fantasy 13 is at 7.7, 7, Final Fantasy 8 at 8.8, 8, 15 at 8.9, 10 at 9.25, 14 at 10.9 million pretty surprised about that. that yeah and it's, Dude, you know 14 14's, I, I know but I, I just didn't know that it, it was selling like that i knew it had a hardcore mm-hmm. fan base but like that's that's the second best selling final fantasy behind final fantasy 7 at 19.1 Jeez, that's essentially double the that. rest of them yeah so yeah yeah i think 7 remake is going to sell <laughs> it's just oh yeah a matter of time and does it come to pc when it comes to xbox like there's mm-hmm. going to be we're going to get game of the year type editions of this game probably for a very very long time.
0: Yeah, we're going to get a PS5 version for sure. Like you you imagine so cuz the future versions of this stuff uh, or Final Fantasy VII remake parts 2 to 3 or whatever are going to be PS5 games and so yeah, get we're going to see this game sell for a while. What I was
1: on I wasn't on the show when uh we were talking about the Cyberpunk news that was coming out. But how mm-hmm. much of a fucking bummer is it that there's a PS5 version? That it's they're so not bummer. also I think so, that they're not also doing the Xbox smart delivery stuff?
0: What do you mean? Because like <clears throat> as the I understand 72? it, right? Oh, like in terms of what, like the um, like complete or remastered version for next-gen? Yeah. I imagine we'll still we'll still have versions for both of them, right? Like for both Xbox Series X, because that's the whole thing is that for on the Xbox Series X side, they're, they've confirmed that version exists, that version is going to come out. It's going to come out later after launch, but if you have the Xbox One version, you get the Series X version free. Whereas, I guess for PS Five, I believe the thing was they they they're not they're not talking about it yet because I, yeah. so I assume I assume we're just, waiting on features to see. like PS Five well, have I, their own. Spark to labor. me,
1: to me, the news is leading to me to believe that, that we're not gonna get that.
0: Really, I am yeah. not there yet. I think okay. I think I think we'll get it. I, I think it's just hope them. We do man. I think it's just us waiting for the PS5 event and then talking about what their own smart delivery thing is, or to say they don't have one so people can speak freely.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Story number four, the ESRB is acknowledging loot boxes. I'm pulling this again from Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz, who are putting in that work today. The ESRB today introduced a new ratings designation to indicate when a game has randomized elements among its in-game purchases. The new designation, or interactive element, as the rating board calls it, will be assigned to any title and, uh, with an in-game offer to spend real money on something when players won't, exactly, uh, won't know exactly what they'll receive, they'll receive for their money. While the move is clearly targeted at loot boxes, the phrasing is intended to cover card packs, prize wheels, and other such mechanics. This is the ESRB's second time adapting a system due to criticism of loot boxes and other randomized monetization. The group's first attempt to address concerns came over came a little over uh, two years ago when it introduced a designation, a designation that a game features in-game purchases. The ESRB said in its announcement that this second move has been made primarily in response response to feedback from players not from parents quote according to research parents are far more concerned about their child's ability to spend money spend real money in games than the fact that those in-game purchases may be randomized the group said this data helped to inform the introduction of the in-game purchases interactive and interactive element that being said since adding the in-game purchases notice to ratings assigned to physical games many game many game consumers and enthusiasts not necessarily parents have reached out to us asking the esrb to include additional information to, aden- to identify games that include randomized purchases uh tim this yes. seems like a good move from the esrb I
1: it would does say. yeah it definitely does i mean again it's an ongoing kind of uh chain of events that we've had with uh when it comes to dlc when it comes to microtransactions loot boxes all this stuff and the SRB just needs to you know keep keep adapting keep changing to make sure they're staying uh up to date and doing their job which is you know protecting children keeping
0: people honest yeah protecting yeah. children protecting uh or informing parents of what they're getting their children
1: yeah that type totally of thing. this this does all sound like good stuff
0: yeah this all this all sounds like good stuff um, I, I find that tidbit interesting that it's not necessarily parents that are asking for the loot box, like, uh, notification on the box, right? This more so players being like, we, we want to know, I bet it's, I bet it's just more so like the thing of, like, or i think collectively everybody has that worry of yeah this 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 is enabling gambling and or this is enabling like the the same feelings you'd get from gambling right being able to pay for something and not knowing what you're gonna get and so like it doesn't necessarily surprise me that parents don't really care as much like parent like i i I can i can see easily like the parent that's like yeah i don't i don't care if it's like a loot box or whatever i just want to know if my kid's spending money because i don't like that i don't like if my kid has access to my credit card to pay for things yeah but (laughs) either way like i think it's a it's a good designation to allow people to know that a game has in-game purchases um and i think that might even help like that might even affect how uh companies go about like freely putting in loot boxes like when when you know that stuff is on the box you're probably going to think twice about whether or not you want to implement that thing it's the little things man they all add up it's the little things Last story, number five, is crisis making a return? I'm pulling this from Liam Croft at Push Square. After going silent for three and a half years, the official Twitter account for, crisis, for the crisis series has suddenly sprung into life. It put out a tweet saying, quote, receiving data, does EA plan to reboot the franchise or bring it back in some way? We think so. The first-person shooter series hasn't been, se- uh, hasn't been seen since the third iteration released on the PS3 back in early 2013, wow, which begs the question of whether or not. Yeah, it's been that long. Wow. Uh, which begs the question of whether or not the California-based publisher is simply planning on remastering the games which already exist, or bringing bringing it back with an all-new game. Now, Tim, this news broke this morning. Um, I saw the tweet this morning, and after that happened, I decided to do some research, and so Ooh, I did
1: the research. Bless went digging. I went
0: digging, and let me tell you, man, I found some things. So one week ago, a Crisis Remaster, a, a Crisis Remastered site was put up uh, as an April Fool's joke, but it hadn't been taken down for a while. I'm pulling, I'm pulling this from um, Michael Harridans at PlayStation Universe, who writes, April Fool's Day has come and gone with, and he wrote this a week ago, April Fool's Day has come and gone with Crytek apparently getting on the action by teasing a potential crisis remastered on its official website. In case you missed it, the site featured an image of Nomad, one of the characters seen in the first crisis, suggesting that it could be receiving an overhaul soon. The fact that it was uploaded on April Fool's was was a bit of a, of a giveaway, and sure enough, after digging around in the source code, it was discovered that it was Crytek simply having a bit of fun. Still, there's a small chance that something could be in the works. Let's look at a few things. Firstly, Electronic Arts, who published Crisis, uh, has already said that it's working on some fan-favorite remastered titles. And Crisis, along with Mass Effect, will certainly fit the bill. With that in mind, we can't rule anything out just yet. One of these, rem- one of these remasters is obviously the Command & Conquer Remastered Collection, but it said remasters, with an S at the end, remasters, during the earnings call. So, presumably, more are coming. Next, it's worth remembering that some companies do actually announce legit titles on April Fools. Furthermore, the Crisis website is still live and displays the remastered teaser. Surely, it would have been taken down by now. And then, also, in late March, there was a YouTube video, which, Kevin, I didn't prep you on this, but um, I have it in the doc. If you're able to pull up this YouTube video, there's a YouTube video. Uh, The video is titled... You won't uh, be able to hear it. I won't be... Okay, that's fine. I don't need to hear it. Um, the video is titled "Never Stop Achieving." CryEngine Showcase 2020: Games of the Decade, and it's them going through all the games that have used CryEngine within the last decade. Um, if you if you fast forward to the end of the video, because it's like the whole video is just a montage of different games. If you fast forward to like the end, the the end of the video, you have a clip, and I'm I'm trying to mute it on my end because I have the video open for myself, so I can so I can look through. But it's a clip of Crisis. The, huh. Like I believe this is the racial crisis, and it looks it looks uprest. It looks beautiful.
1: It really it does. Up-day.
0: Yeah, and so uh-huh. people were speculating that that might be footage from a crisis remastered. Interesting. But who knows? Tim does does this like does this strike you as as believable? Do you do you believe that we have a new crisis incoming Wait, based yeah. on this Isn't, isn't
2: I... Crisis the game that uh, Linus Tech Tip always? Uh... Tests uh, graphics cards on and probably I, when when they do that it looks really pretty always right
0: Like really pretty crisis. So crisis was definitely a graphical
1: powerhouse Showcase it style.
0: It, Yeah, and it was one of those things where people would like people would I, I believe it like didn't really run well on like most PCs on any all, PC
1: really it, it was like a yeah. benchmark for it was like a joke forever of like you needed the power of the Sun to be able to, to run the game on on high but then eventually, yeah. as time caught up with it, it you know then it eventually ran. But still, Crisis was always kind of one of the benchmark graphical titles.
0: Yes, and so and for the for the gameplay we just saw, right? Like, I don't I, listen. I don't want to speak out of term. I don't. I'm not a PC gamer. I could just be. I I could just be like out left field, not knowing anything. But I couldn't imagine that gameplay we just saw from the end of the trailer could be like the original Crisis without like some sort of like remastering.
1: That shit looked fire i mean i think it could um just you know did it look that good well i mean yeah the game was beautiful but i just feel like yeah with like new technology and ray tracing and stuff like it can do wonders to what games look like um but i don't Mm -hmm. think that those things are mutually exclusive i think what we saw there and the way that they end with that that's saying something like for sure I, i feel like even if it was just uh a new version of the game that kind of like it enhances elements and stuff i feel like just the idea of remastering especially on pc uh is, is weird because they're yeah PCs already kind of inherently have the ability to you be better to stir up the sliders yeah you know what i mean yeah. um so so we'll see but i this there's a lot of evidence here man your, your digging i think has convinced me uh more so than than anything the tweet coming out today those type of tweets are always like a. A weird ass thing where it's like i'm gonna look at batman the arkham situation it's like all right cool you tweeted something what's that actually mean it's been a year
0: yeah i am tim i'm very excited to see what this crisis tweet means but a crisis announcement likely so far away if i want to know what's coming out to mom and drop shops today where would i look
1: the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday do 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 do
0: yeah out today we got digital dungeon tiles for pc a siren's call for pc slash roll for pc bird missions for pc mm-hmm. marshmallow tank for pc chess cake for pc farm tail for pc fire for fire for effect for pc and then super Astrius Two for pc now it's time for reader mail you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by hymns you've heard us talking about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best if you haven't it's time to see what they're all about 66 percent of men start to lose their hair by age 35 once you once you've noticed thinning hair it can be too late the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. It's time for it's, it's time to write a new chapter one in which you have hair. Kind of funny's own Nick and Andy can attest that they're looking and feeling great due to hims hims's hair loss skincare and sexual awareness solution. For or sexual wellness solution for men. And I can confirm, I've seen Nick and Andy around the office. In fact, I can tell you right now, I miss seeing them around. Because, man, they have such great hair, such they great do. skin. Both of them. I wish I could look like them. They're some beautiful, beautiful boys. <laughs> Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. HIMSS is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. For Hims, connects you to a real doctor online, which could save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet, Answer a few quick questions a doctor will review and if they determine it's right for you, Candice can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month for free. Go to 4 gamesdaily games daily. That's 4 gamesdaily games daily. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. This offer is valid only if prescribed. Three month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety and Information, remember, that's 4 games daily. We're also brought to you by Quip. Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know that the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full, even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games, spelt G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. Jamie S. writes in to patreon.com slash games, just like you can and says, Good morning, Blessing and Tim. My, qu- my question today is about gaming guides and walkthroughs. Playing Final Fantasy VII Remake this weekend, I realized I was struggling to let myself go more than an hour of playtime without checking a guide to ensure I wasn't missing anything. I realized that I don't remember the last game I played without referencing a guide or walkthrough to be sure I was getting the best experience possible. To be clear, I'm not necessarily using them because I have to, but mostly out of FOMO, not wanting to miss any any interesting collectibles, quests, or moments, and wanting to make sure I'm playing the game the optimal way with combat guides, etc., what are your thoughts on game guide usage do either of you use guides slash walkthroughs regularly and if so what do you use them for am i ruining games by rarely experiencing them on my own i'm thinking about getting i'm thinking about going cold turkey bleh, going cold turkey i have a dry mouth today uh on final fantasy 7 remake and trying trying to play the rest of the game without refer- referencing a guide is this a good game to try try this on or am i better served using a guide to have the right experience thanks for your time and your thoughts tim
1: this kind of goes back to the easy mode conversation that has been coming up a lot recently where it's like hey if that's how you enjoy playing games wrong with go for it and and enjoy it that way i would say final fantasy 7 remake is a good game to try to play without referencing a guide there are very few things um that you'll miss because as we've talked about many times now in our reviews and different discussions we've had about the game there's not many collectibles and like things around the map like it's pretty linear so i don't think you're going to miss out on anything by by not looking at a guide um in terms of my type of experience with with guides i don't always use them but i have no shame in using them if i i like to try to play games without
2: It seems like they have frozen, so <laughs> I'm going to disconnect from the call. Sorry, guys. Give me one second. Oh. Uh, and then reconnect. See that Fun. That's. It. Yep. it looks like. What's a, the point of me playing games? You uh, know? Uh, hey, looks- Tim,
0: Tim. Hello? Tim, can you hear Kevin?
2: No, Tim is gone. Kevin,
0: I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Tim. Okay. <laughs> Tim somehow disappeared, but kept go- So this gonna, is weird. I'm gonna in, going to jump in and I'm going to jump out gotcha okay just one more
2: well i guess no it's it's because tim needs to reconnect which i think is happening right now
1: Hey,
0: Tom, Tom. this is so weird because hey, tim, tim is going for me
1: him. yeah it was weird it looked like kevin disconnected for me
0: uh yeah i uh something happened so both and... of you guys I, I i i kept hearing both of you guys this is a weird thing both of us so i don't know what yeah like both of you guys were good for me oh discord's having interesting a hard day
1: yeah, I look yeah, like Kev so disconnected and then it, everyone froze. So then I disconnected manually and came back in and then you're
0: here. Uh
2: you both froze and I reconnected. Interesting.
1: Cool. Well what right. I was saying is um once games stop being fun for me, that's like why I play games. So I'll look to a, a guide if I need to to get past something that is frustrating me to the point of disliking it.
0: Mm-hmm yes and I, that's kind of a similar thing for me too like i tend to not use guides for the most part i kind of i kind of like the experience of going into a game uh blind and and being able to just have my own experience with it you know regardless of if i'm missing collectibles or not finding the secret paths or anything like i'm fine with that in fact i think that even kind of enhances the experience for myself of like not like finding a secret path you know without the help of anything else you know that kind of gives me that feeling of gratification of like oh yeah like i took I, I took a different direction, or I, or I I did a thing, and now I'm being rewarded for it. Like that's kind of where my, a lot of my enjoyment comes comes from. But if I get stuck, like I'll I'll use a guide. Like I and there are certain games where I refuse, and certain games where I'm like, who cares? Like the Witness, when I played the Witness, which like is very much a game that is all about you solving puzzles and all about you like sitting and struggling and getting through a thing. I I refuse to use a guide for that game. You know, I wanted to get through that game. All like with my own brain power, and granted, I never finished that game because I got I got to the very end, uh, I got to the very last level, and it was just too difficult. And I was just like, I don't have the patience for this, and I don't want to look up a guide, and so I just never finished it because of that reason. But that's still like that was still overall a satisfying experience for me. But like Bloodborne, I've been I I've, I've been using I've been using some guides. Mostly, I've actually been having friends help me out. Like I'll ask for advice or ask friends to like put me in the right direction. But it's mostly game by game for me. However, like if using guides uh, enhances your experience with a game, then like go for it. Like who cares? Like if if that's the way you experience your is that the way if that's the way you're experiencing like the optimal level of enjoyment out of whatever you're 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 playing or experiencing, then like you know that's that's the way you should do it. Like there's not really a, a right way to do to there's not a right way to enjoy video games. You know, just go about them however you want to. Um, do you boo boo? Do you boo boo? I will say. My I so Persona 4 Golden is one of my favorite games. And not even one of my favorite games. It's like my second favorite game of all time is what is is what I'll say behind Breath of the Wild. I absolutely love Persona 4 Golden. Persona 5 I also absolutely love. My my main issue with the Persona games is it feels like if you don't use a guide to play those games, you're losing out on a big portion of the experience because of how those games are are structured and tailored. Everything being like a daily sort of thing. Like you you having like a number of activities to go about during a day um, and being able to like miss out on a lot of things by not doing things in the right order in the right way I feel like takes away quite a bit um, out of the way I like to experience a video game and that's like that's like my one pet peeve when it comes to like guides or walkthroughs and how they interact with video games is knowing that there's a perfect way to play a game and knowing that my way of playing a game is or my, my way of playing a game coming in fresh is not the optimal way. Kind of, like, throws me off a bit. But um, overall, that's kind of, like, my feelings on, on, on guides.
1: You know, thinking about this, one thing that I do actually like doing that I feel is, uh, you know, a bit counter to what we were both talking about, about only using it when you get stuck, I feel like there's been a, a trend in the last couple years of sites like IGN putting out, like, seven tips for before you play whatever game. And I enjoy reading those before I get into a game. I, I rarely can because normally we're playing them for review or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, so we're getting it before these articles are posted. But I like, you know, not a walkthrough of like how to do stuff, but more of like a keep your like eye tips, out for this, you know, or like kind of thing. yeah, like hey, make sure you're, you're like don't forget your items or like whatever. It's like things like that. On my oh, it just kind of puts me in the right framework that I like. I love being able to play video games however you want to play them. But I do find that I'm the type of person that I tend to enjoy playing the game the way that the developers want me to play. it. Yeah. So I get more out of it when I feel like I am using all of the systems correctly, not just kind of like I'm just going to attack the entire time. It's like, no, I should get good at magic. I should get good at, you know, whatever the other stuff is um, or else every game just starts to feel the same.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. There are certain elements of the combat system in Final Fantasy VII Remake, for example, that like I didn't get until like the second half of the game. Like I I didn't really uh, uh, use the materia system at like full capacity. Like at like I didn't really really uh, like get everything out of it that I needed to until the second half of the game. In a way where I was where I was like, man, I wish I realized this. Right. That's mm-hmm. why I do love the videos that are like five things X game didn't teach you. Yep. Right. Like. Those are the videos I love, right? So, so I could go in there and not feel like I am having my my hand held the whole way throughout, but also like feeling like I'm set up for success, for yeah, sure. so totally. This is what I want to get get out. Now it's time to squat up. You can write in at Patreon.com/slash Kinda Funny Games, uh, and if you write in with a squat up, we can you can play games with other gamers. It's great. It's awesome. J.E. writes in with a with an interesting squad up here. You can squat up with J.E. on podcast platforms. J. writes. Hey, Blessing and Tim. I know you normally don't do self-promotions here, but a fellow KFBF, Alex, and I have been doing a podcast together with little to no listeners. Regardless, we're proud of our show and are quickly approaching our 100th episode next Friday. Our show, We Are Not Game Devs, normally is a brainstorming podcast where we create a video game that doesn't exist. But for this milestone, I decided to create a video game soundtrack to a game that doesn't exist. And it would be awesome if the KF community could, could give us a listen. I'm running I'm running long, so I'll end it here. But thanks for your time. Keep being awesome. And, and please remember that we are not game devs. Um, the podcast, is of course, called We Are Not Game Devs. You can look that up on your podcast service of choice. Um, shout out to J.E., Keep doing your thing, and Hell now yeah. it's time for kindofunny.com of dot slash you're wrong, where you can let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Um, the nail writes in with a missed new date. Journey is coming to PC on June eleventh, as confirmed by a new store page listing on Steam. So there you go. Let's see here. <laughs> 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 there, there, there's a troll here, and usually I won't read, I wouldn't read trolls, but there's one that's just like, "Why is Tim so lame?" Um, and it's like, "Come on, y'all, try <laughs> a come little come harder." On.
2: Well, now they're frozen again. All right, uh, God damn it, you know. Jump back on. You guys oh, have frozen man. again. Tim said, "Try a little harder." I don't know if you he can Perfect. hear me. Are we back?
0: Um, Tim's in now. Up, oh, Tim left. Tim's back. I'm back. I wonder what it is. Because what happens? Cause, so this is what happens, right? Everything, everything goes normally for me. But I hear, I hear Tim talking. And then I hear Kevin say they're both frozen. And I'm still here hearing both sides. And it's, it's
1: weird. Because I just Kevin see, here? I just straight up see Kevin disconnect. and oh. then, then you freeze. And I'm like, well, and then so I disconnect. And then I come back and you're here.
0: See, now I don't. Is Ke- Kevin? Are you here? All right. Well, Kevin's not here. I oh, know. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you're here. Okay. Yeah. Your screen is for us. Is doing like oh, the loading. Oh yeah. I didn't share the
2: the image. Oh, look at that. It automatically kicks you out of full screen so you can share image, and then you can just jump back in. That's interesting. Now you guys look frozen. No, no, you're just still. Very
0: still. Let's see here missed news item oh let me read this first all right that's it for for you're wrong actually it looks like we didn't get much wrong this episode uh this week's hosts are tuesday it's me and emron wednesday it's greg and gary thursday it's greg and me and then friday it's me and greg of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday, at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the server level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time stay healthy